Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is it too late now to say sorry? Because I'm missing more than just your body. Oh, is it too late now to say sorry? Yeah, I know all that I let you down. Is it too late to say sorry now? It's not too late for Tom Brady to turn himself in. He knows what he did. Welcome to a brand new season of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host and Eagles fan, Daniel Hardigan. Who's ready to fall in love with Jordan Davis this season, guys? Let me see those hands. Yep. Okay, with us as always, Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Danny, why haven't Juju and Jackson Mahomes collabed yet? I don't know. I mean, I want I want Juju to be nowhere near any negative influences. And if people are going to be throwing things on the field, I don't want Juju near that either. It's fair enough. Uh, hey, we got Washington Commanders fan Jamel Johnson. Jamel, how'd you enjoy your first taste of the Carson Wentz experience? Oh, man, it was delightful. I watched a whole game at a sweet green. <laughs> <laughs> oh, joining the show today is last year's unanimous NFL Network Rookie of the Year. You know her as the host of Bench with Bonetta. Rachel Bonetta, what's up? Thank you for Hi, doing guys. the show. Thanks for having me. I didn't know the Sweet Green had TVs. That sounds like a blast. Some yeah, of them do. Yeah, the one, yeah, Some of them I gotta, do? I gotta, the one okay, the I got to find that. Maybe hit me you up. can add it in the cart. If you order was- on the app, and not through DoorDash, they, okay. they had to. You got it. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm psyched to be here. Yeah, thank you for doing the show. We were talking before we started recording. Um, this is year two for you at NFL Network. Um, oh, yeah. Sophomore oh. expectations. What was your rookie oh, season high. like? What are you high looking high. forward to? Uh, honestly, I had so much fun this past year. Like we were talking, you know, I, I came from a daily show. Uh, with Clyde Travis. So literally anything outside of that was going to be an absolute blast. Uh, going to be freedom. Uh, no, it, it's it's a grind doing a daily show. So to, to be able to come to NFL Network and be like, you know, here are your keys and go be creative. And we're going to put the stuff that you make on television. It was just so it was just like really refreshing and it kind of like not to sound like a complete idiot but it just like kind of like awoken this like whole other you know uh chapter of creativity for me so i had so much fun i kind of like fell even love even more in love with football um like i mentioned to you before i was big big browns fan big big browns fan so uh what happened oh you didn't (laughs) have you not been reading Thanks. Um, I'll catch you up after the show, Danny. Yeah. Well, all hey, right, you want to cool. just, like, just refresh that? Um, no. So uh, <laughs> this year is going to be interesting. Not sure who I'm going to be cheering for. But uh, no, it's been it's been so awesome. So this year I'm just excited to to be back with the crew on Sundays and it'll be great. Yeah, that's all. Can you root for Jacoby Brissett and just keep it at nope. that? Is that nope. is that okay? No, no, I can't. <laughs> no? And okay. I know it sucks because there's so many guys on that team that I still love, like Nick Chubb. Is amazing, and you know I know people have problems with Miles Garrett, and you know, but he's such, such an incredibly talented football player. It really sucks to like let go of that team, and I actually cried for like I cried because I'm a woman, but also I cried because I love football so much, and I was like I am not going to be able to, to to cheer for these guys anymore. And so it was really like look at what I have on my desk, a Bill Belichick rookie oh, card from oh when he God. was man when he was still wearing full sleeves the browns yeah no, not a <laughs> look at that that dope starter jacket too so yeah good head all the way in now i'm all the way out i know beautiful head of hair um okay let's let, let's get this thing started um we usually start the show by talking about what we hated about watching football that week football has kind of started we we got a couple ga- we got a full slate of uh preseason mm-hmm. games week one um, but we're going to talk about what we hated about the off season. So Danny, you want to kick us off? What'd you hate about the 2022 NFL off season? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is an every offseason thing, but definitely this season more so than ever. You know, six months is a long time. I mean, you know, we're get, we're now finally getting into the good six months of the calendar. This previous one always sucks. But in that amount of time, a lot of bullshit gets thrown around that can make you forget fundamental things that you know to be true. That's what I don't like about the offseason is all the forgetting. You know, from the draft on, there's no justifiable reason to discuss football at all. Like, there's just, I mean, it's got to be tough for people like Rachel to fill in the the content space. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it becomes... It's the, not hard when, like, Antonio Brown exists. There like, are some oh, people man. who are wow. always there to... You know what I mean? ...to buttress <laughs> the dead period with their antics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, what you've got is wacky takes and trumped-up stories, and they cloud your mind, and they make it hard to remember what's real about the NFL. For example, I'll just say this one off the bat. It's an easy one. Mahomes is better than Tua. I think we can all agree that. I don't know why anything like that was ever said. God bless Tyreek Hill for what he's done for us, but he's done some damage as well, even bringing that into the sphere. Uh, another one, you know, that, that we've been brain fogged about is that Matt Ryan is not a good quarterback anymore. He's washed up. I think it's true. I mean, they're doing the Philip Rivers thing again in Indy. I, I guess that's a smart move for them, or they think it is. He's not going to win seven games. Also done are Julio Jones, Zeke, and sorry, no. Jamel, the Tennessee Titans are also gone. No, uh, Nothing will happen with them. Uh, you know, I think we forget that no matter how heinous the crime is against a woman, the player will only get six games. Uh, oh. That is the standard. We, we thought for a little bit we might get the indefinite possible year-long suspension. We, we figured out pretty quickly. It's six games. It's only six games. That's exactly what it is. That's been decided long ago. Uh, we also found out that the NFL doesn't really want gay people in it. I don't know if you guys oh. have noticed. Carl Nassib, trailblazing icon, still not invited to play football for an NFL franchise. That is pretty crazy. We've been fogged out. We can't even remember that. And finally, I guess the most fundamental one I have is that the owners in the NFL are above any form of accountability, no matter what they do. That's that's just the obvious one. We thought Dan Snyder was going to be in deep shit for a little bit. And then somehow his testimony before Congress got downgraded to a light pastrami lunch with Chuck Schumer. And that's all gone. Poor Brian Flores came in with all the receipts that the owners were involved in a racist conspiracy. And all that happens is the Dolphins lose a draft pick, not for racism, but because of tampering with Tom Brady. That is the reason. And by the way, Dan's right. I'm not surprised that Brady is involved in more shady shit. Mark my words, this whole absence thing is related to the Mar-a-Lago nuclear codes. <gasps> okay. Danny, Danny, a sobering okay, Danny is... <laughs> Danny's had an off season. Ooh. I mean, Can I just, I wait, I, I'd like to revisit a, a part that bothered me. The Titans are done. What are you saying? Maybe the most egregious of them all. The the most, are you kidding? The most fundamental thing really is that we know there are only eight good teams in the NFL at any one time. That's it's just the truth. We can, we can think maybe there's going to be some fun contenders who can hop into the playoffs. But they're not really that good, and and you know, I, and I hate to say it, guys, but none of those teams are in the NFC East. So it's just it's going to be the, I mean, going to be the same old players pretty much, I think, and and we love it, you know. You're not ready to get swept up in Mariota fever in September. I don't am. Give me, don't give me any of that. Don't give me. Don't even give me the Chargers or the Raiders either. I mean. I'm. I mean, just to, you have to allow us those because yeah, that's the most you fun can, division. You don't, think, you don't you, think that the Chargers or the Raiders are going to be like even decent this year? You guys can pick one if you want. If it makes you happy, you know. <laughs> we only I'm get one. Well, come on, man. I'm actually. I'm more into the Broncos out of all of them because really they just needed a quarterback. But uh, can I, and, can and I obviously I'm biased, chat, maybe slightly. <laughs> out of between the Chargers and Raiders, who do you guys think is a is a real deal? I I actually really like the Chargers. I think Justin Herbert is so fun. I think last year they had like a ridiculous amount of like one score losses, which means they were in every single game pretty much. I think they're a really exciting team to cheer for. They've got a chip on their back. They're the smaller Los Angeles team. And then you look at the Raiders. 
who literally went to like hell and back five different times last year. And they still somehow made it into the playoffs and like, we're pretty close to doing something. Like it was nuts. Crazy. With respect to someone who knows more than me is closer to it than me. I will just say that same argument about the chargers has been made every single off season for 20 years. I think maybe something since Stan Humphreys, (laughs) Listen, I'm just uh, being positive because Chargers are like on my list of teams that I could potentially root for this year instead of the Browns. So they're you know? fun. They are, and Jamel can give you his uh, his Chargers uh, construction helmet that he bought. Oh yeah, at a thrift oh, please. Store. Yeah, I do have a worksite certified Chargers nope. helmet. That's yeah, right. so. That's pretty cool. It's pretty good. Yeah, thank you. I'll uh, hit you up sweet Los Angeles in the construction. Rachel, what'd you hate about this offseason? I mean, I hated a lot of things about this offseason, but I'll keep it a little bit lighter. Um, I'm just going to go literally everything that Kyler Murray was involved in. From the jump, uh, the letter from the agent, I was like, ooh, that's an embarrassing, like your mom wrote to the principal kind of vibe. That was that was weird. Um, And, you know, things then like settled down. Everyone's just like talking their, their smack. And then... He does sign the contract. There's a clause in the contract that says the he has to watch a certain amount of hours of, of tape every single week. So then you're like, okay, Kyler's really just mailing it in. And then you just like see that he's playing video games all the time. I don't know if you guys saw, but Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury made him pl- call plays this past uh, yes. their preseason game because he's like, you need to have more respect for me. <laughs> it's all hilarious and just so dumb and bad and i can't get enough of it kyler's a superstar that's that's the problem is like you can't really make fun of him that much because he's gonna show up and ball out but um it it was just it's just all bad it's all cringy capital c i think i just love that i get to say the word scamper (laughs) he's just scampering around so what qualifies as scamper if you're a quarterback who's under 510 and you're for sure scamper Mm -hmm. okay yeah. If you're what kind anyone of, what kind of under noise is a scamper? Is it like like when they're That's a perfect scamper noise, right? Yeah, it's like fucking pup named Scooby Doo. It's like Scrappy Doo running. Is, he is Scrappy. Um, if that team starts one and five, oh, I'd be so happy. One one and <laughs> one one and four is Cliff. Like that relationship is already tenuous. Like he's putting his superstar quarterback in these embarrassing positions, as you pointed out. I'm not sure that they're, they're going to pick Kyler over cliff. So if they start slow, I don't, and- I don't know, dude, if I was like a cards fan and I'm uh, obviously know everything that happened in this off season and seen like, you know, maybe not Kyler's like the best leader. Cause he's immature, but like, he's the quarterback. Like you kind of, you kind of have to, be. You, you, you know, like if, if the team is going to fall apart, like their playoff game against the Rams was disgusting. It was yeah. just like bad. I wagered on them. Yikes. So that's you know, that's the last that's the last taste that you have from the season. And then you have the off season. And then if you start really poorly, I, I don't know. I think I'd be out on Kyler. Well, and bit. the numbers prove it out. I mean, the person who really falls apart at the back end of every season is not Kyler. It's Cliff Kingsbury. All of his teams do that exact thing that the Cardinals have done the last two seasons. So he's the stink. I think he's the reason why they are the way they are now. And if Kyler gets, gets cut loose or reined in, I don't know what you have to do to Kyler to, to really unlock it, but it's, I think it's a whole new ball game if they get rid of him. So yeah, please lose the first five games, especially Listen, the first I just, one. It makes me, it makes me sad to think of Cliff having to sell that weird house that he lives in Ooh. with five different fireplaces. Beautiful and- home. Oh it's, shit! Is it? Are they all indoors? Are it's, they, it's, these all are all, it's all weird. It's all weird, and I so I kind of want them to stick around because that makes me sad for him. Is it too modern? Is no, that what it is? It's too many win- too many like windows instead of walls. How many en suites? It's a glass house. I mean, he lives in a greenhouse. Yeah. Yeah, that's I ridiculous. Feel, I just feel sad for him. He's must be lonely in there. Just a gigantic. Glass <laughs> <house>. <laughs> Well, they're going to start slow because I don't think Hopkins is playing the first six games, right? So this is a challenging season. If he's bad on the back end, he has to start strong like he usually and does. They're, without the one of their in best season, they're the in-season hard knocks team. Which oh, is that's gonna right. Be, I don't know if you guys saw the first episode yep. of the Lions and then 
you know, before the uh, the credits started to roll, you just see D-Hop kind of like warming up or stretching or something like that. And I totally forgot about that. I was so excited. Yeah, the end seasons. Um, <clears throat> Jamel, what'd you hate about the off season? What I hated about this off season, the LAification of football. Oh. I think somewhere between the Chargers moving to town and the new stadium and then the Rams winning it all is just too much L.A. in my football. <gasps> I grew up on the East Coast. And in my mind, football on the West Coast is like, it's pretend. Like Pac-12, come on, dog. That's like adorable. That's not real, dude. Those refs are fucking extras that they got off the Sony lot. And now it's in now it's in the pro game, and every off season is a goddamn courtroom drama where we're fuck we're trying to chase down a villain for twenty six episodes. <laughs> and, and who's getting their syndication renewed and et cetera and yada yada. And now the fucking Aaron Rodgers is doing ayahuasca. Everybody looks like you. Uh, do everybody looks like they live in fucking Silver Lake now, wearing big ass hats. Kenny Stills is on ketamine? Dude, what am I at? Los Globos? What the fuck is this? Is this football? Is this football or am I at a goddamn rave? <laughs> You're supposed to either listen to Alan Jackson, Master P, okay. or Natalie Imbruglia. That is what you are allotted as a football player. You get my Natalie Imbruglia one time in training camp. We all sing it together and someone almost cries. And then, you know, it's straight back to the hits. And you're concerned now that they're listening to Future and taking or taking ketamine? Yeah. Sounds they're doing chill. ketamine and they're listening to, uh, you know, like uh, drum and bass. They're listening to, the, uh, you know, trance beats. <laughs> well, I think it's official now. Jamel has finally crossed the Rubicon into being old. It was, <laughs> you were 35 last season. I'm I'm with you, Jamel. I, I miss like a, like kind of like a tough, like a rough and tumble city winning the Super Bowl. Like remember when Philly won? So sorry to bring this up, Daniel, but somebody was eating poop in the streets. I'm proud of that. Cool. Just, just, just double checking. I want that kind of chaos at like a Super Bowl parade. You know what I mean? Like the Rams was just like, everyone got drunk and it was just boring. And maybe did Matt Stafford like push somebody off of this. Ooh, stage? that did happen. That was rough. I want to get back to somebody like swinging on a light post. And, yeah, and I, man. I want, that. I want that again. It's well, which Philly guy eating poop are you talking about? Because we know of at least three. Guys. Well, I'm talking about the Super Bowl. Who one. are your friends? Oh, the big one. All right. <laughs> the big, the, tele, the nationally televised one. The horse poop. <laughs> that we it. all saw. Other yeah. poop. It does, doesn't other... matter. doesn't matter if it came from a horse. He ate poop. That is a question. If we, you know, if anybody wants to engage with us on socials, answer that question. <laughs> Listeners, please tell us if it matters what kind of poop the man was eating. <laughs> um, okay, so what I hated this offseason, it's something I've been meaning to address the, maybe the past two or three, but especially this offseason, something that's prominently happening, <clears throat> the ascension of Pat McAfee. Oh, He's quickly becoming the premier football commentator that my high school friends tell me I have to be listening to. And I don't know what I'm missing. The show doesn't move me. It feels like I'm watching Dude Perfect, only now all they do is smoke cigars and yell at each other. I watched a 15-minute compilation called The Best Moments from the Pat McAfee Show on YouTube today. Eight minutes of it was the boys cracking up about how their friend Zito took a crap in the bathroom. That's eight minutes of the 15 minutes. I don't now, know. Look, am right I now. just am I bitter because this guy has our spot that we want? Maybe, probably. And I know Pat's here to stay, whether I like it or not. He's the Barbara Walters of the NFL for the foreseeable future. He's going to get the best interviews. He's going to have the primetime slots. But I have some issues, and I'm going to go through them. <laughs> First of all, when the fuck did we start listening to punters? Ah, the Voice oh. of America can't be a punter. Rachel, I know you said kickers are people too, sure, but not punters. They're subhuman. No one's ever written a song about them because on, they're not cool. Who, who's the oh the guy in preseason who kicked an eighty yard punt? Who cares? Randall Cunningham. The, uh, hey, the oh, Alcoholics mentioned Reggie Roby in a song in nineteen ninety three. Okay, so 
Oh my god. It's just we can't make these guys cool. What's next? Shane Leckler is headlining Coachella. Ray Guy has the nuclear codes. I don't think so. Danny, I'm sorry we both said nuclear codes. And we'll let talk us talk about the nuclear codes more, I think. Oh, oh, and you know what they well, you know what that means, listeners. Oh my it's god. Just, <laughs> the secret it's, word. It's secret word, it's nuclear codes. Everybody gets a free chicken sandwich from Carl's Jr. <laughs> Let us never forget that this is actually a Barstool sportsman in a fan duel's clothing. Barstool Heartland? No thanks. On this show, we reject the Barstool way of life. We always have, we always will. Pat McAfee? More like Pat McAfee. Have you seen those guys' oh, fucking haircuts? Wow. Every morning, oh I'm supposed God. to start my day with AJ Hawk goose-stepping all over my fucking eardrums. Okay, oh, okay. maybe it's a little too far. I'm done. <laughs> Wowzers. <laughs> I'm going to cool off for a little bit. This is just a warning shot. This is not a full diss track. I I think the reason why he gained so much popularity is because it was like the first time we had access to Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Mm -hmm. The only time that Aaron Rodgers has like talked about his life or like, you know, outside of like a post-game interview. And then all of a sudden we are like finding out that he's not vaccinated and he's like showing us, you know, his feet live on the show. And we're like, what is, what? this i want this <laughs> no matter how you feel about him i just thought you know i think that that's why he like has blown up so it's like, like and of watching hey, Mind Hunters. Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm gonna no, I, I had to, i had some more points but i'm gonna i'm gonna scale it back a little bit basically we know he's on a group text with dave portnoy that sucks enough okay so to all you listeners out there who don't Want to listen to a podcast where the guy's all up in the videos, all on the records, dancing, wearing his chain, sleeveless, standing up. Listen to Sorry We Love Football. There you go. Wow. Thanks. Wow. All, and all of our 1995 Come references that we've thrown out. It's all we have. It's all we have. <laughs> oh, man. I got one about Anaconda lined up. Mm. Ooh. You guys are going to love it. Worth scared. a rewatch. Yeah. I just I think Pat's uh, had it too easy for too long. I don't think anybody's attacked him yet. So you know, look, there's enough space us. I think in the in the NFL universe for more <clears throat> non problematic boys to show up and <laughs> have the same warmed over takes that we all have. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's move on. Um, as we've kind of touched on, a lot of quarterbacks had some issues this off season. Uh, Danny, I don't know. Take it. You, you came up with this game. What are we doing? Well, look, you know, this offseason, I think it's been all about the quarterbacks. We've already discussed five of them, if, if not more. I don't know. I can't can't quite keep the number in my head, but it's, you know, Kyler, uh, Deshaun, Aaron Rodgers, all these guys. Like, this is this was a big offseason for the quarterbacks. Some of them are indefensible, obviously worth leaving a much-beloved team for, and that's a totally righteous and correct thing to do when it comes to the Browns. Some of them don't deserve as much crap. So, you know, I just thought if you've got a quarterback you'd like to back up, let's do it. And mine is Carson Wentz. I think it's the easiest one out of all. And it's not just to pander to Jamel. I think he needs some backup because ever since that full Super Bowl season, he's basically lived the story of Job. Every horrible thing has happened to him until finally he's reached the absolute rock bottom of an NFL quarterback's career having to play for the commanders. And, and on top of that, sitting down for a hilarious interview, which I sent to you guys, uh, which with his team's own beat guy, where the dude reminds him that he sucks and that no one else in the league wanted him. So it was just like a really, I saw a rock bottom moment, sadness in Carson Wentz's eyes. And that just made me feel like something needs to be said for the guy. Like what is so bad about Carson Wentz that he deserves this treatment? Is he not a winning quarterback? Sure, he can win games, though. He's not a winning quarterback. He won't win you the Super Bowl. Neither was Ryan Fitzpatrick. And he is retired as some kind of folk hero all of a sudden. Is he a dork who said, take command in a funny way? Yeah, absolutely. I'd argue that Russell Wilson's Broncos Country Let's Ride easily outcringes Carson Wentz. Love that video. Is he unvaccinated? Yes, he is. But he's not as QAnon about it as Kirk Cousins. He's just kind of quietly, as as politely unvaccinated as you can be, I guess. If you need someone who deserves more comeuppance than Carson Wentz, it's easily Aaron Rodgers. Wentz versus Rodgers is basically a proxy battle for control of the Republican Party. 
if you think about the two sides, like that's what's going on in in that side of the country right now. And honestly, I'd rather Carson Pence win that battle. That's the kind of person we can at least work with a little bit. I mean, at least when Rivera decides to bring in Heineke, I'd trust Carson Wentz to step aside and allow a peaceful transfer of power. So let's hope that, you know, Carson Wentz gets his due and we can go back to some kind of sanity. That's all I'm saying. Wow. I just realized I'm going to be saying Carson Pence all year. Thank you, Danny. Yeah, I think we have a, a title of the episode now. I was going to go politely unvaccinated, but then you hit us with Carson Pence. Oh, there's plenty of show left, guys. <laughs> I'll tell you some other shit. I'm not going to be tricked into liking Carson Wentz. I'm going to watch the commandments play mm-hmm. because I have no choice. I have a family that I have to talk to, but I'm not going to like it. And you're not going to trick me this year, Danny. He might win some game. He might win you guys the exact same amount of games as you've won the last couple seasons, you know, uh, you, would total. you be okay with that? Yeah, well, listen, man, if he doesn't win me my student loan money back, I don't want to hear it. He'll beat the giants. He will beat the giants. I don't even know if that's true. This might not even be true. <laughs> he will beat the giants. He will restore some dignity to the quarterback position in Washington. Some dignity. Hmm. Rachel, <laughs> we have which quarterback do you want to back up? I don't know how I follow that. Um, listen, I feel like I really want to back up my guy Baker Mayfield because I feel like we both hey. we both left the Browns at the same time. Um, I know a lot of people really dislike him for whatever reason. I think he like you know came into the league. He had hard knocks. That's like when I really like fell in love with the Browns um, and him. And uh, I don't know. He just like had this big personality and he was confident and he, you know, obviously had the same personality and the confidence when he was playing college ball as well. So people like love to hate him, but in reality, like from an actual fan's point of view, he came to a team that was atrocious, like down bad, just awful Hugh Jackson was the head coach uh and he like he bought all the way in he's also not really like sorry I love Cleveland but like it's Cleveland so not only you're living in Cleveland you're living and you're 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 playing for a team that's not good like it's there wasn't a lot of positives going into that situation and he bought all the way in uh and he loved the fans and he loved the community and it was somebody that you really wanted to root for like he put his body completely on the line this past season. And I have no doubt if he didn't get as hurt as he did, we would have ended up in a totally, in a totally different situation right now. Um, And the fact that he wrote the letter, I don't know how you guys feel about the letter, but uh, I freaking loved it. I loved it. He just showed, he went above like football almost and was like this team And this city means so much to me. And you could just like really feel that. So I'm so jealous that Carolina gets that and the Panthers get that kind of quarterback. Um, You know, also just the way that he's been talking about Sam Darnold, uh, how they're like, you know, they're obviously like fighting for a big role, but um, he just seems so supportive and like, like a genuinely decent dude. So um I'm I'm gonna really miss him, and he's yep. the reason why I cried when he left. Are like, the Panthers in play for a uh, possible rebound team? I honestly have no idea. It's tough. I, don't know. I, can't I just want I just want I just want Baker to be successful. Like I I don't even know what he's gonna. To be honest, I don't even know what he is going to look like because the last time we saw him, he had a hip thing, he had an arm thing, he was like completely mangled. Um. So I'm hoping that he he's been able to recover from that, and then their 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 other option is Sam Darnold. So like I I don't have any idea what that team is going to look like, but I'm I really do love that guy. I mean NFC South. I mean I know that Tom Brady came back, but like I don't know at some point he's going to be over the hill, and it happens fast think? when these, we're waiting. When these, we yeah, are waiting. we're just waiting for it to happen, and yeah. it happens quick when no one's looking. Next thing you know. You know, your year two Brett Favre with the Vikings looking mad different out there. there. So that's possible. Saints, question mark. Falcons, question mark. 
You're saying you're saying Panthers NFC South champions is what you're guaranteeing right now. I'm just saying the NFC South is an entire question mark. I got to see Tom Brady play a football game and not get not be running from the feds. That's what I have. Nuclear codes. Ding, 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 the the Mormon you love to hate, Zach Wilson. Mm. I'm just quietly, my guy is having can't a wait. spectacular offseason. I can't wait for this. Not that quietly. Fucking your friend's mom. Love is love. Fucking your friend's mom is love harder love. than winning an MVP, dude. Less people have done it in the world. Okay? <laughs> Fucking your friend's mom is hard as hell. In 2012, I tried to fuck my friend's mom. Guess what? Didn't work. Hold on. We need to hear that Yeah, story. what happened? Yeah. Uh, well, I had started doing stand-up, and my friend's mom was just like extra divorce and kind of hot. <laughs> extra divorce. Extra divorce, dog. She was hanging out at Britney's, which is not the bar where the classy divorce people hang out at. If you're classy and divorce, you're supposed to be at Madigan's <laughs> on some swinger shit. If you're not classy in your divorce, you at Britney's about to get a DUI on feet. On oh, no. So she's hanging out at Britney. She's at the open mic all the time. She's coming to the show in pigtails. Uh, oh God. And you were like, this is my girl. Yeah, I have to go. What am I supposed to do? Options it's, the reason I even, it's the reason I even kept doing stand-ups. Trying to the fuck my friend's mom. Did you at least get like a like a knee rub or something? Anything out of it? Like a Jamel, you're funny. I got I got one of those and I might have got a gin and tonic or something, you know what I'm saying? I ain't get it. I didn't I don't remember any physical contact. Mm. She might have uh might have might have touched a, a solar plexus. Where is your solar plexus? I think here? No, that's yeah, that's for the Anyone next know? episode. <laughs> that's next that's the next secret word. The point is, hey man, the jet. This is the first time in a while uh, the Jets don't appear to be doing something stupid. Uh, Zach Wilson uh, fucked his friend's mom, so he's got to be he feeling at the top of his game. Uh, Queens get the money. Look out for a big year for my boy Zach Wilson. He avoided a major injury too. <clears throat> Luckily. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. That would have been a bummer. I also love like all the reports that were coming out about that. Like all of his teammates were just like more like bought in just because of that reason. Like nothing to do with football. They're like, okay, this is our guy. Exactly, dude. Who do you? It's it's so hard in a room full of alphas to figure out who's the real alpha. But when you know that a guy in the room fucked his friend's mom, you not you got to listen to that man. Was it his friend's mom or his mom's friend? Ooh. I think you're right. Damn, it is the mom's friend. I thought it was his mom's friend. Well, it's a mom. That's that's harder. I'll be honest. I think it's difficult. Friend's mom's friend. Mom's mom's friend seems like a little easier. I'll be honest. I think it's like slightly easier. But I think it's like the difference, it's like the difference between an A and an A plus. Well, also, do moms have friends that aren't other friends' moms? You know, isn't that like they're they're probably in the same social circle? Yeah, it's all connected. Yeah, huh? You know, yeah, your friend's mom come over. You know, she's she's bringing cakes in the house for no reason. (laughs) And her cakes. Yeah, it's all there, man. You heard Stacy's mom. You heard the damn song. Um. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go to bat for um, you know, the, our 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 guy who was on Hard Knocks and didn't even get a single line. He was the number one overall pick in the draft a few years ago. He's been on Hard Knocks before, and he was absolutely hilarious. And this season, Jared Goff is a background character, and that hurts because the Lions don't have much going for him. I, I was entertained by the first episode, but Jared Goff sitting right there. He's right there. Mm-hmm. You have a star, Hard Knocks producers. Unleash Goff. That's what I'm asking. I feel like every time the camera went to Goff, I had the same reaction. I went, ooh. Me like, too. <laughs> I wanted it to stay longer. 
You know what I mean? You're right. You're right. Like I did want more, but it was a little taste and that was enough for me. Like maybe the episode two is all goth. Like maybe we go, I remember the Rams one. We went home and he, we went to his house and he had that crazy like chipping thing in his backyard. Like Mm -hmm. what's he rocking with in Detroit? Like I need to, I hope episode two is just goth focused. Meth lab. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Every time I saw him, it, it was a little dagger into my brain a bit. Yeah, we just, you know, he had his astrological takes the last time. We maybe right. we make it have some fun with that. There's it's plenty there. Set. More gone. Um, I remember. <laughs> I'm not going to tell this story. I'll tell you guys after. Uh, Rachel, thank you so much for doing the show. We're going to be rooting for you all season. Where can we find you? Uh, I will be on NFL Network all weekend, basically. Fridays, I host a show called Game Day View. Sundays, I'm uh, on the morning show with all the guys. That's a big family. And then I have my podcast, uh, Benched with Benetta, that's twice a week. Don't ask me what days because we have not decided yet. Um, But you can find those everywhere that you listen to podcasts. We will find those those days um <laughs> any any predictions and it just or it doesn't have to be a super bowl winner but any just season prediction as we uh before we let you go um the cardinals are gonna go one and five i want that for everybody i Hell want yeah. that for uh hard knocks viewers the in-season hard knocks um i think the chargers are gonna be good too oh. because they might be my team i like so, it go chargers. i also think the lions are gonna be decent i think that they're gonna have a nice little confidence boost from uh from hard knocks and i also really love dan campbell i think he's the star and drinks yeah we were watching i was watching the first episode with my <laughs> wife and she's like i love these guys i want them to win every game i'm like we play them week one and she's like well i'm rooting for them <laughs> so this is already causing conflict in, in the house. In the house I mean, he's basically um, like a six-year-old boy wished to become to be in a, the body of an NFL coach. He's just so happy to be there and so excited about everything. And I, yeah, uh, five <laughs> games tops. But yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> and you know what? But those five games are going to be really special. They're going to be so fun. He's. I mean, I'm rooting for him, and I, I hate the whole rest of the team. I just like Dan Campbell. I really, They're going to go five and zero on Thanksgiving, but only Thanksgiving. <laughs> One one last thing, uh, Dan Campbell. It's not very often that the first game that the team wins in the season, they give the game ball to the coach. I think that that is telling how special he is. <laughs> you know, you're absolutely awful. You win your first game, the game ball goes to the coach. Coach, it feels like you need this one. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not an adult. It's like here you go, kid, and then they sign it for him. I mean, what are we talking about? Yeah. All right, we're rooting for Dan Campbell. We're rooting for Rachel Bonetta. Thank you again for joining the show. Of course. Thanks for having me, guys. It was nice to meet all you. You too. Oh, man. Thanks, for, Thanks doing for doing it. Hey, guys. A little brief pause to say that today's episode of Sorry We Love Football is brought to you by Sports Drink. It's your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created, I mean, a couple of years, not really new, but it's a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team and our favorite team, to be honest. A rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social, sportsdrink.org, or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink, but without any vowels, right? So S P R T S D R N K. Sports Drink, that's where they are on Instagram. It's a new brand. They're pulling this show up. If you like this show, you like Sports Drink, get at it. That's the ad read. What do you guys think Sports Drink tastes like? Like yellow Gatorade or another flavor? Yellow, for sure. Well, is yellow? I always, I, I thought that was green. Oh, you did the green oh, thing? Actually, wait. The logo, I think the cooler in the logo is blue Gatorade. Might even uh, be Powerade. Mm. Fuck, we fucked it up. Let's let's roll that again. <laughs> uh, actually, you know what we should do? We should we should talk some hard knocks. Um, I think episode two is coming out later this week, or maybe mm. um, tonight when this actually comes out. Episode one. I mean, did it get you back? The opening speech was terrible. Can can we all acknowledge that? It got better. Incoherent, incoherent. I mean, so <laughs> many like just loose phrases that you expect coaches to say. Like he was talking about, like 
he 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 had that thing where he's like strike and move strike and move it came out of nowhere he starts talking about like the deep dark abyss somehow he he like there's that metallica quote which they i loved them coming back to that like sea level metallica song that they play but it's like this uh, hey guys when you see that soothing light off in the distance it's just a freight train coming your way and you're like how does this relate to football are you saying that this is bad i thought it was like a freight train coming your way is bad so i shouldn't feel soothed i should feel like running into the train the fuck are you talking about he said like 900 different things in that opener that were unconnected uh jamel he said there's all the he said his team's in the deep end and they're just wading water because they can't do anything and then there's like eight good teams on the beach who can actually uh, win a war, I think he was trying to say. And then sometimes you have to entice one of those teams, grab them off the shore and bring them to the deep end. And then it's an even playing field. And then maybe you can win the game. Is he talk? Is he comparing the teams to sea turtles? Kind of. <laughs> He's talking about, about grabbing the Tennessee Titans and physically pulling them and drowning them in the sea. <laughs> yes. And then, and then coming out of the sea wearing like trying to look like you're in Titans gear, but really you're secretly the lions. <laughs> and the guys are just nodding along like, yeah, I'm yeah, fucking like, hyped. This is normal. And then you're on the beach and then you can start slitting throats. Nobody knows who you are. You've got the element of surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, football yeah. nonsense. <laughs> Um, we had some great uh, talent show stuff. We had, uh, what's his name? Hutchinson saying mm-hmm. Billy Jean. He had a start and stop. But then when he, he had a groove and he won the room over. So props to him. Did did they make him say what his signing bonus was? Or did he just do that as a flex? They've done that on previous hard knocks, okay. I think. that That's like a thing to haze the rookies. To ask them what they're what, especially the first rounders, I'm sure, to make them be like, ha ha, you make more money than me, I guess. Or, you know, like, you haven't proven yourself. You make $32 million, you ain't done shit. Let me ask y'all this. What what would you guys do if you had to do a, a training camp oh. talent show? Oh, stand up, baby. A solid six minutes on how much our team fucking sucks. How much the Lions <laughs> suck. <laughs> I do. I do devil sticks. You're the only one of us currently <laughs> doing stand up, and you're like, no, 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 devil sticks. Hey, actually, um, I forgot to bring this up, guys. There's Pat McAfee stand up clips. He did stand up before he started getting That's into right. this. That's right. And um, it's bad, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. It's very bad. Ridiculous. It's just him telling a story where he's like, "Yeah, this is what it's like to get drafted." And it's just a meandering 15-minute story with not really any jokes, but people are just eating it up because it's him. Um, So, you know, celebrity stand-up stuff. I Um, love that that's like our – this is our season arc for this season. You know, where this is our, what, our fourth season doing this show. We need to – you know, by the fourth season, you need to have a new villain. Yeah. Here it is, the Pat McAfee show. We're going after him. We're trying to level up. I'm saying he's sitting there unbothered. Nobody has done anything but just prop this man up. And look, he's there's philanthropy work. He has a tab on Wikipedia, more props to him. I'm glad he's gotten the position he has. The guy's he's on WWE, good for him. I'm just saying we need to put some fire under his feet because his life's a little too easy right now. <laughs> I think they're too comfortable. So we need to let them know it's not always gonna be like that. That's all. This is how we do it. We steal Aaron Rodgers from him. Yeah. Somehow. Jamel is close with Aaron Rodgers. I've got a, I could get in. I could get a slight in. That's, I you mean, know, Jamel has been closest to the game than, uh, you know, than any of us over the, uh, I mean, that's really, you know, we can keep talking about hard knocks and how, you know, fucking emotional the Lions are for some reason, like how weirdly like real housewivesy they are. But honestly, like I would, you, we can also just transition right into Jamel telling us about going to the fucking ESPYS. Yeah, meeting the leading oh, lights buddy. of football. Let me say one oh, thing before shit. you start that, Jamel. We could use you. You could intercept Aaron Rodgers' ayahuasca dealer or mushrooms dealer or something. You know, switch clothes with him real quick, and then you're at the door handing off the stuff yeah. to Aaron, and you're like, hey, if he needs mushrooms in Los Angeles. Yeah, we can just dis- that could be discussed. 
That's what I'm saying. Okay, let's let's go back to the ESPYS. ESPYS was crazy. Uh, Rob Hayes, uh, former guest of the show, he's done the show, yeah. Yes, he has. Shout yeah. out Rob Hayes. Rob Hayes was writing on the show, gave me the plus one. Uh, I I attacked the open bar pre-show, <laughs> and basically once once I had like two and a half drinks in me. I was willing to talk to anyone I saw. And like, as soon as my second uh, Simply Spiked Lemonade kicked in, the first person I saw was Sean McVay. Mm. And I had to go talk to him. I was like, dude, I've been a fan for years. Uh, you know, first time caller, long time listener. Really glad you got out of DC, dude. Seems Ooh. like things are going well. Mm. And it took a lot of energy to not mention the um, the the chunky soup ad. <laughs> I wanted to say something, but then I like I, I, it was like either say chunky soup or get a picture. And you got the but, picture. Uh, nobody's done a successful chunky soup ad, I don't think. Everybody looks awkward in it. I mean, from McNabb on, yeah, I know you're trying to tilt that Eagles hat our way. It's it's uh, McNabb started the tone of the chunky soup ad, which is kind of weird. The mom who's not even his real mom, right? I know it hurts. Saved that ad to be honest, because she's a professional. Yeah, that did. That was like finding out Santa wasn't real. When, when mama McNabb wasn't actually McNabb's mom, that was tough. Um, so you got the picture with McVeigh and then what's your next move? Okay. So you're, you're looking left, you're seeing, uh, you know, Howie Long's kid. You're looking right. You're seeing Chris Berman. Yeah, I saw um, I saw Von Miller with a weird haircut, as you would expect, on a very loud jacket, sweating his ass off. It was also <laughs> hot as hell on Hollywood Boulevard this day, but like he was sweating in a way where it was like, "All right, you've had a couple, <laughs> you've had a couple little bourbons or something." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so that uh, him, I'm I'm thinking just specifically football people. I didn't really see a ton of football guys pre-show. I saw Jacob Imrani, uh, Los Angeles uh, legend, uh, the accident attorney, the official accident attorney of the Los Angeles Lakers. Call Jacob? Call Jacob was there. Call Jacob was there, and he uh, he liked my my post when I tagged him in a picture. Oh, shit. This is what we're telling uh, you, people. Season four of this show, full access. We yeah, are no. in now. Yeah, we're, a- we're in the end. Here's a tidbit we didn't know in season three. Uh, Chris Berman drinks Blue Moon because Jamel yeah. needs to that out. Buddy, I saw Chris Ber- Berman drinking a Blue Moon after hours. It was <laughs> late at night. Yeah. I could not believe it. It was so sick. He was That's like drinking good. a beer with like, I don't know who he was talking to. It seemed like his daughter. I was telling somebody, I feel like all these like, like old football personalities, all the old football personalities from like the eighties have hot daughters. Mm-hmm. Mm. He was just hanging cool. out with like his like mildly hot daughter, drinking a blue moon at like midnight. You're saying the on-air personalities are all people in the NFL? Because I was gonna say like, yeah, you know, most NFL stars are jacked. They marry models. Bada bing, bada boom. You got a hot daughter. But Chris Berman, I mean, uh, half of that equation at least is uh, <laughs> is a crapshoot genetically. You're making some good points. I, I think it transcends. I think it transcends somehow. I think being connected to football just makes your daughter hot. Mm. So the, the Punnett Square worked out where the big yeah. R and the little R created a hot lady. For sure. Uh, he was just super nice. I told him I've been watching football since I was in the womb. And he meant a lot to me. And then he took a picture with me with a blue moon in his hands. No orange slice. And I mean, that was, I mean, as far as my football experience. Oh, and I saw Mina Kimes. I saw Mina. Friend of the show. I said hi. I said, hi. I said hey. She vaguely remembered me. And then was like, oh, I was like, hey, you remember uh, last year you did this like really dumb podcast on Zoom? And he's like, and she was like, oh, yeah, yeah. You guys. And she said we were, quote, very funny. I, I, you know, I want to keep that for that anecdote, but I also feel like we got to cut it because people should believe that we've just been friends this whole time with Mina Kime. And we're always hanging out with her. 
uh, can't break the veil. Okay, let's, uh, on the back half of the show, we're going to uh, do a little thing that we like on the color cast, which, uh, hey, Mondays during the season, I think most of the time we will be color casting, which is a live hour show, which will lead into Monday Night Football. So if you can't get enough of the pod, we'll be on color cast every Monday. And what we like to do is tee up the game, obviously, but then we like to browse around NFL.com. There's headlines, you refresh the page, you get 20 new headlines. So let's just go through some of them, some of them um, and see what we think. Hey, uh, Jets head coach Robert Sala has, quote, all the faith in the world in Joe Flacco if the veteran needs to start the season. What do you guys think? <laughs> guess we know what Jamel thinks. <laughs> all the Can't faith in the world. Is, does he have fucking faith the George Michael song on fucking CD or something? What right. does he mean by faith? Faith in what exactly? Here's the real Here's issue. Oh, the the real issue is: Did he fuck his friend's mom or his nope. mom's friend? If he didn't, he shouldn't be quarterbacking the Jets. Period. Here's one: Panthers head coach Matt Rule on Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. Quote. They were both in command in the first game. Can the coaches use this phrase now that it's the name of another team? Uh, they should be paying us. Uh, but, I mean, I guess since everybody was paying us already and we tried to hide the money, maybe they should get to say it for free. Pete Carroll's still going strong, setting Seahawks' culture. The 70-year-old coach doesn't seem to be slowing down. I mean, how fast was he going to begin with? <laughs> he can't. Yeah, it's hard to go lower than what he's been at the last few seasons. He's 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 another one I should have added to my uh, they're done list. Okay, do you guys want a, a positive story, a negative story, or a really sad story? Let's go positive yeah. and then work our way down. Okay. Um. Positive. Steelers rookie QB picket dazzles in preseason debut. I like when they say dazzles. That's kind of fun. What did he do? Throw a touchdown? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the third stringers in preseason. I mean, that's even your own team who you love, who you've been watching the training camp videos of, who every every guy, the 87th guy on the team right now on the roster is is a name you know. Even then, the third and fourth quarters of any of these games are unwatchable. So at that point, like it doesn't matter who Kenny Pickett is dazzling against. It's not NFL competition. I can't believe how many dudes they get to even play football still. It's insane. <laughs> you watch like the the if you do the cut tracker or whatever if you're on NFL.com, it it just updates guys getting fired, and it's like ten dudes a day are getting fired right now. Their whole livelihood is coming to an end. They have to go back to their hometowns, work at a car dealership. It's it's rough. Yeah. Good luck selling them Dodge Durangos, my boy. Get the fuck out of this locker room. <laughs> yeah, it'll be uh, one of those guys at the party who, like, uh, you know, he's talking to your girlfriend, and then you turn to your friend, and you're like, who's that guy? And oh, he used to play in the NFL. And you're like, fuck. In a fucker, isn't he? But that's as good as it gets. Okay, a couple more. Uh, Packers coach Matt LaFleur unhappy with NFL preseason travel schedule. Is this the negative story? No, this is just a bonus. I mean, just Coach LaFleur seems like, you know, these schedules aren't exactly popping up out of thin air. He's known what the schedule is for a long time. And he's bitching about it. If you're like, this is the really sad story, actually. (laughs) Matt LaFleur is sad. Thank you. Here's his quote. Thank you, league. It's a long season, and the travel can take a toll on you. It messes your clock up for a couple days. Man, doesn't he really he's, not thank in, you. he's not in control of shit over there, man. Their travel schedule is based off wherever the Grateful Dead cover band is going. <laughs> All right, here's here's the sad one. Titans linebacker Bud Dupree pleads guilty to misdemeanor assault. I'm sorry, guys, but these things are still happening. We can't ignore uh, them. Assault of, a, assault of a man? Let's find out. I'm going to guess yes. Well, that's I, I like those still. I like when football players assault men. 
a yeah, group of people Alvin that Kamara, do... <laughs> Alvin, Alvin Kamara not even going to get suspended this season for beating a dude's ass. Because that's another thing that I've talked about this on the show before. Every offseason, a guy will go to Vegas or just some resort town, and then the shortest man on the island <laughs> has to try them. Prison rules. Yeah, because it's, it's always some dude who's dating a girl that's clearly hotter than him, and he's having some trouble dealing with it. That's what I'm saying. And so he decides, I'm going to try to fucking fight uh, goddamn Dahani Jones. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, you know, Bud Dupree signed a five-year, $82.5 million deal, uh, dollar deal with Tennessee during the 2021 offseason. So... He's a big deal player. He might serve a six-month suspended sentence, but he won't serve any jail time as long as he's not arrested again. The story is a, co- a group of people that Dupree was in, in an argument with in a Walgreens uh, late night, January 2nd. Uh, a 20-year-old male employee grabbed yeah. Dupree's phone. Nice. <laughs> All right, we're good. We're good. Yeah, you get it. It's a guy. <laughs> yeah. All right, and, oh. and then... Let's, uh, let's, do the, let's do the sad one. We'll give Danny a moment. Uh, report: mm-hmm. Hall of Fame Chiefs quarterback Len Dawson enters hospice care. Yeah, Lenny, cool. Sorry. He was actually the sports guy on my hometown news channel. Great on the Chiefs beat. Uh, you know, obviously Lenny, the cool. That photo of him burning a cig. One of on the greatest sidelines in the middle of a game. Back when you could just fucking eat a ham sandwich and fuck your girlfriend in the middle of the halftime and nothing mattered. <laughs> it's just men being men out there. Now it's all woke and everyone's not even getting concussions anymore. And you and what, you can only beat up a man now? Uh, uh, R.I.P. Lenny. Yeah, I don't know if he's quite dead yet, but he's on the way. Um, R.I.P. Yeah. Lenny, yeah. Um, did you see this story... We brought up concussions. Jamal and I talked about this. Brett Favre uh, was on a show the other day, and he said, looking back on it now, he thinks he's had thousands of concussions during his playing career. That would make sense, uh, given a lot of his political views. (laughs) What are his political views? He just sits on his rocking chair and drinks 18 Coors Lights? That's his political view? He was, like, golfing with Trump in Saudi Arabia or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's, Mm -hmm. like, not... Uh, okay. You know, he's picked a side. Hey, let's get into our mailbag. The mailbag's back. You've got mail. Guys, it's been a long off season. Sorry for letting the mail pile. Uh, I know we haven't gotten quite to everything, even from season one, but we're trying. Danny, you want to you wanna reach into that sack? Yeah. Pull some first, first, dig into the mailbag of the new season. And you know what? I'm going right to the bottom. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, guys. Big fan of the show. So glad football is finally back. Am I right? My name is Benjamin Franklin Gates, a.k.a. Nicholas Cage from National Treasure, and I'm coming to you guys for help with my latest amazing adventure. You see, the Founding Fathers were actually huge into the NFL, and I believe that they left behind some clues that could lead us, lead us to an untold fortune. All we have to do is figure out the riddle of Dan Campbell's hard knock speech, which helps us decipher the coded message inside Antonio Brown's weird retirement post. That message will then be the key to unlocking the secret map hidden within Aaron Rodgers' tattoo. And if I'm correct, that map will point out the exact place and time where we need to stand to watch the sunlight crest over FedEx Field and reflect off the poop water at just such an angle that it reveals the true location of John Gruden's stolen treasure. But we have to move quick, boys, because the villainous Bill Belichick is after the treasure too, and he'll kill any women and children he can to get to it. Hope you guys are in. We set sail on the old Vikings party boat at dawn. (laughs) Signed, Benjamin Franklin Gates. Man, this sounds like an uproarious adventure that's fun for the whole family. I'm just pitching a movie here. If we're just, I mean, this was a real letter, but also I feel like it's a movie that we could start writing right after this pod is over. Pilgrim Country, let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> a new title contender. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, oh my God. 
John Gruden's in treasure. Uh, Jamel, do you have a letter? Stolen uh, yeah. treasure. <laughs> Stolen treasure. He stole that yeah, money. Yeah, get it right. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, okay, my letter uh, comes to us today from your fantasy football league commissioner. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? It's that time of year again. Everybody let me know if you're in or not. A simple yes or no in the thread will suffice. And guess what? If I don't win this year, I'm killing one of you sons of bitches. That's right. I've been running this league for 12 years, and I have not won once. I haven't even sniffed the finals, and I'm sick of it. I'm not telling anybody what day the draft is. I'm making all the picks. And if I don't win, I'm releasing searing gas into Wells Fargo. That's right, guys. This is the year I go full Joker, two-face mode, Michael Keaton time, baby. I'm tired of the crap. I'm tired of uh, this being the only social interaction I get to have with men who aren't my son. <laughs> I'm tired of losing $150. And I'm tired of all them gifts you send, Derek. None of them are funny. If I don't win this year, I'm pistol whipping your stupid ass first. All the best now, boys. Happy hunting. Man, uh, it kind of got lost in the shuffle for me that fantasy football is back and here to ruin our lives yet again. That's Thank you for pointing that out, Jamel, because it was about to Can't. pistol whip me too, and now it just did. Cannot wait. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, I'm the commissioner in my <laughs> in my friends league, and it is uh, it's it is the worst experience every single year. You're supposed to be adult men. You can handle clicking a link and figuring out rules on the link that everything is spelled out for you on the app. You're fine. I'm trying to switch it to a keeper league. It's the most difficult thing I've ever had to do. <laughs> I was gonna. That's the. That's that's um, National Treasure Four. Yeah. Turning your shit to a keeper league. After we get <laughs> the stolen treasure back, you have to make it a keeper league. God, fantasy. Are are we gonna try and stay in the league we've been in the last few are years? Are you Danny? fucking kidding me? Those motherfuckers who fired us. All right, uh, moving on. I got a letter here. I'm gonna reach into the bag, open the letter. This is, oh, it's from Kevin Stefanski, head coach of the Cleveland Browns. It reads, hey, guys, big fan of the show. You know what else I'm a big fan of? Second chances. I mean, look at John Hankley. He's out of jail. He's playing songs on Twitter. That rocks. Look at OJ Simpson. He's out of jail making videos on Twitter. We love that. Look at Paul Manafort. He's out of jail doing great, posting on Twitter all day. You get out of jail, you get on Twitter, you live good. And our guy didn't even have to go to prison. The point is, second chances matter. We're making Watson a Twitter account, and you guys are just going to have to deal with it. Go Browns. (laughs) Signed, Kevin Stefanski. Uh, I guess what he's warning us for is that Deshaun Watson will eventually have social media again, and we're just going to have to live with that. Well, he did his apology, finally. And uh, that's that's all it takes in America. You just have to apologize, and you can get out of anything. Unless you're that's the Dixie it. Chicks. Unless you're the Dixie Chicks. Mm. Well, hey, what we really we're gonna bleep we that. Need... We're bleeping that. <laughs> yeah, yeah the chicks. Right. Chicks. What we need to do. We need to come up with a uniform chant to chant at Deshaun Watson so that he can mm. have every game he's ever in. I saw there was something on Barstool. Actually, our enemy. Yeah. Our stool, uh, our ideological uh, doppelganger, but uh, it basically, the I forget the exact chant, but it's something like you know you're a sick fuck or yeah. you sick fuck. The Jacks um, fans are doing it. I don't love it. I don't. You know, I, I love I it either. It doesn't spell out. You can be much funnier than that. So I think that's our assignment for next week is to work on a good chant. Or if you guys out there listening this far, we know you're fans because you made it past the letters even. So you're clearly into the yeah. show give us some advice on what we can chant at deshaun watson if we go to any of the games and then it will appear on the show next week magically that's how this thing works it's a loop of interaction we love that 
Um, yeah, hit us up on any of our social medias. I mean, we're we're all over the damn place now. We're on TikTok, we're on YouTube, we got Instagram, we got Twitter. Uh, we have a website now. Go to sorrywheelfootball.com. Um, there's many ways to reach us and get your Deshaun Watson chant onto this show and hopefully into these stadiums. We're trying to grow, people. We're trying to grow. We're trying. We're trying to get that fifth year option picked up. <laughs> Woo! Get a new uh, contract. I don't even need to do a final thought. Final thought is get us that damn chant. I'll uh, second that. Some- something with the word tug in it. Mm. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ooh. I'm sorry. That might be too close. Let's get. I I was gonna say I think it has to include the word jizz, but I don't know. If, uh, <laughs> I don't know. At least it'll it'll be uh, bleeped off of the CBS broadcast, so maybe that's not helpful enough. Okay. Well, uh, sorry that we let the show go over an hour. We promise not to do that every time. Sorry, folks. Yeah, I'm sorry about the tug stuff. <laughs>